Welcome to the Weed Smart Regional Update with me, Jessica Strauss, the Weed Smart Communications Lead. This is a new podcast in these crazy times as in-person events can no longer go ahead. So each Monday we'll have an expert from a different cropping region to provide a regional weeds-focused update. Let's get into it. Today we're catching up with WA farmer Dylan Hirsch for the regional update. Dylan is a self-professed farming and science geek and he was a 2018 Nuffield Scholar recipient. Dylan farms in Latham, which is in the Midwest of Western Australia, and he joins me now. How are you going, Dylan? Yeah, good, thanks, Jess. Yeah, good to be here. And Yeah, hello to you and, and the uh, podcast listeners, I guess. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Now, For you're pretty active on Twitter and some people might be familiar with you already from uh, your tweets and all the trial work that you talk about on your Twitter profile. But for those who are not in the know, can you just tell us a little bit about your farming operation? Yeah, sure, Jess. Um, I'm a 30-year-old farmer in the northeastern wheat belt of Western Australia. We farm the typical crops, wheat, barley, uh, lupins and canola in our region. Um, we don't do anything too special compared to people around us. We're just trying to follow best practice. And yeah, I'm always keen on on trials and, and learning things. I love the Twitter hashtag No Techie No Learning. I think that's a that's a great mantra. Uh, and yeah, I think yeah, whether it's weeds or other parts of agronomy, always happy to try things out, see what works and what doesn't. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I just love, really love farming and, and yeah, constantly learning and trying new things. Awesome. Now, with the regional update, we get a nice viewpoint of what's been happening in the region from the person we're interviewing. So today we're focusing on your region. What have weather conditions been for you this season? What have you been experiencing? Yeah, just uh, this season has sort of been a bit of a microcosm of the last five years, really. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. We had some pretty kind but unevenly distributed summer rainfall in February. That set us up pretty well on, on some of our subsoil moisture, which is becoming more and more important part of our system. That followed into a bit of a later break at the end of May than we would have liked. Normally, we would yeah, nicer to get a bit of an early break to get some of our lupin and canola going a bit earlier, but that's that was fine. It, yeah, end of May is, still works good for us. And then, yeah, we had enough, just enough rainfall and more than enough wind, uh, but it just but that rainfall got, got the crops out of the ground early enough in the region. June was light on rainfall but really warm, and that that is actually, uh, yeah, it's proven to be quite beneficial for us. Uh, we're finding these warmer Junes, just getting that crop uh, advanced enough uh, to get, yeah, with a bit of early vigour seems to help. July, again, was really dry, but the better soil types still held on pretty well. Yeah, just the crops were into that summer moisture profile, and then August was really kind, um, probably the best August you could really hope for. Uh, slightly above average rainfall with about 55 mil, and then cooler temperatures just to let that crop, you know, crops develop and yeah. not rushing too far. It looks like September, we never know. The crops are sort of poised. We've got a mix between um, some ugly crops on some poor soil types that just haven't been able to get down into that summer moisture profile, but the better soil types look really good, and we've had well below average rainfall but it's just come at the right time in our region so there is an average forecast is probably about right where we're at yeah it's not going to be too too disastrous or too good yeah but it's amazing what we will be able to grow on a on a really low rainfall year like this year just given the timing's been right i think yeah. yeah okay thanks for the update now speaking of weather dylan with your 2018 nuffield scholarship you focused on novel approaches to better managing weather risk and you traveled to north america the uk and europe to better understand this risk 
Can you tell us a little bit about what you found and in this in this scholarship and, and what you brought back to Australia? Yeah, I guess what one of the, the primary thing what I found is how crazy everyone else thinks we are for farming in the weather you know, the, the production volatility climate that we have in Australia. I mean, yeah. there really is not too many areas or any countries that have a similar production volatility as Australia. Um, and, yeah, and, and, and the other countries that do ha- have similar, or, or not even near as much, have, often have, you know, government-incentivised products that help them buffer that risk. So, yeah, it really is a credit to where we've, you know, to all the people in the industry that have come before us and, and around now that, you know, how we've survived and thrived with what we've got. But really looking ahead, you know, I don't think we can really sit on our laurels and, and pat ourselves on the back too much. I think we've yeah, constantly got to be looking to improve. So I've been looking at how we can use financial tools to manage our weather risk. That covers products like uh, insurance. Uh, we've seen the multi-peril type products, mm-hmm. um, which we've used. Then into more sort of, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, out-of-the-box things like our uh, so derivatives which uh, rely on weather data. So things like we've used uh, rainfall derivatives, which effectively is a, a, a rainfall insurance type product. Which so nothing to do with how much grain we produce. It's all just to just ensure us on how much rainfall we get. And in our region, that's a pretty good relationship to, to our production. So yeah, okay. yeah we've learned a, learned a fair bit. I think it's a I think it's a product that will come on and and. Uh, I've certainly been tweaking it as we've been using it, but yeah, I think they've got a they've got a yeah really big fit, and yeah, I encourage growers to have a to have a bit of a look at them and yeah, see how they might fit into their operation. Yeah, very interesting. And you're a busy man, Dylan. You also do trials, and you're very active with sharing what you find on Twitter. And so now we're going to talk a little bit about some of the weed burdens that you have in your area and, and your approaches to dealing with some of those problematic weeds. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've found in that regard? Yeah, so our region, yeah, ryegrass is by far the number one problematic weed we've got. Brome was looking like it was about to overtake it uh, a few years ago, but with the interaction of any chemistry and their clear field varieties of wheat barley, I think we've, yeah, really going to drive them down um, quite well. But we're still, yeah, ryegrass is the number one weed we've got, as well as uh, wild radish is a concern as well. And, yeah, I guess a lot of our agronomy is around, yeah, managing that. So we, we love using things like uh, Roundup Ready canola and uh, lupins to try and, yeah, keep a lid on that, the ryegrass populations. With mostly success, but also we're making plenty of mistakes and, yeah, we've got paddocks which we've, yeah, got to have long-term plans for as well. Dylan, really interesting. Do you have any other tips for growers in your area? Yeah, but maybe not tips, but certainly from what not to do. Soil amelioration has been a really big thing in our area and it's it's brought about some really good productivity increases on, on a lot of our soil types. Unfortunately, it's sort of, it's also changed the way, the, the you know, it's brought up a few issues with our weeds. So like any amelioration, it does involve a bit of tillage. Um, ours has mean, predominantly been deep ripping and with uh, some inclusion plates. And what we've found is we've created two issues which have, have made it really easy for our ryegrass to escape our system. One is we're burying the weed seed and that is really reducing the efficacy of our pre-emergent herbicides. So we're finding we're having to... We'd love to be able to deep rip and go into cereals, but without we're compromising the way our pre-emergent herbicides are working, and so we've had to really make sure we're deep ripping and using our um, canola and lupins in that first year to try and um, 
yeah, uh, clean up the uh, the ryegrass because having having the NOU's yeah chemistry in season to take out those um, the ryegrass has been important. Mm-hmm. The other one we're finding is with our soil manipulation is we're, we're changing the um, profile so from being a nice flat surface for how to use any old bar to, to put our crop in and get a reasonable germination across every row. Yeah, the, the soil surface is becoming a bit wavy and I, I've, I know a lot of control traffic guys have come across this and so we're coming across challenges with our seeding bar, getting our plant seed depth right in every row to make sure we're having a good establishment on every row because with our system, which we've we can do everything else right, but then when we have a, a few rows that don't quite get you know, a, little, a little bit too deep or even too shallow, we can get a poor germination across some of our rows and, and that's just leaving room for ryegrass to come back and, yeah, bite us in the bum yeah. later on. So, yeah, it's it's, oh, it's 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 frustrating because it's, you know, we can do a lot of work to try and um, get on top of our weeds and think we're getting, and then, and then very quickly you can undo it a lot. So, mm, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want to put anyone off soil amelioration. I just want to, yeah, highlight that it's, yeah, soil amelioration has probably been the, the number one thing economically for us but it's yeah certainly providing us challenges with weeds at the same time no that's a great overview dylan all right well thank you so much for giving us a regional update it's been excellent chatting with you and and finding out a little bit more about what you do and people can follow you on twitter you are very active on twitter like we've said uh what's your twitter handle in case people want to follow along twitter handle is uh at hirsch hirsch yeah h-i-r-s-c-h and um but yeah look always happy to, to share our um mistakes and as well as a few wins we have along the way and yeah i think i think it's a great sort of i do love sharing information i think it's it's agriculture is one of those things where we've all someone's always made the same mistake or or, or got some advice or tried something before so the more we share the more you know the less people have to, yeah go through the same things that, exactly. that we've gone through <laughs> and um yeah so I, I i do love sharing information and yeah more than happy to have a chat and um yeah try and learn from as many other farmers around australia and around the world as you can so yeah, thanks very much, Jess. I love, love listening to the Weecast um, podcast. It's, um, yeah, and, yeah, happy to be part of it as well. Thanks, Dylan, and all the best with the rest of your the season and harvest coming up in the near future as well. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Jess. Cheers.